author Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. Hi, and welcome to the Paul Leslie Hour. Teddy Zigzag Andriatis is a keyboardist, B3 player, a harmonica player, vocalist, and recording artist. He's worked with many artists and bands that you've heard of. He's performed or recorded with acts including Alice Cooper, Guns N' Roses, Carol King, Billy Bob Thornton in the Boxmasters, and many more. Sir, thank you very much for spending time with us. My pleasure to be here, Paul. Thank you for having me. You're obviously someone who has approached a lot of styles of music, just listing those artists there. I mean, from Alice Alice Cooper to Carole King. Could you say you have a preferred genre? Um, hmm. No, not really. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a big jazz guy. I mean, I, I can't play that, that style. So there's, you know, we can leave that one out, I guess. But, uh, no, I mean, I go, I go where people need me, I guess. <laughs> Interesting. I enjoy it all. I mean, you know, I've had the opportunity to do a wide range of styles and bands to play in and, and, and musical situations to be in. So, you know, I'm happy. <laughs> Who would you say your influences on the piano are? Oh, people like Dr. John, absolutely. Dr. John, Professor Longhair, a lot of the New Orleans guys, uh, James Booker. I love, um, I started playing Hammond organ because of Felix uh, Cavalier of the Young Rascals, Jimmy Smith, but those are the guys, you know, I love Tom Waits. I love his style of, you know, barroom, piano, Floyd Kramer, stuff like that. I mean, I, I can really appreciate guys like Cecil Taylor and McCoy Tyner, but I can't play like that. <laughs> then there's a, the, the new, there's a whole new crop of piano players that are just so amazingly great. So, yeah, so that's it. You just mentioned a second ago, Dr. John. Yeah. He was just such an incredible player and singer. We just lost Mm -hmm. him, as you know. Yeah. Did you ever get to meet him or see him in concert? Sure, absolutely. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I got it. Yeah, I I do. I've done the the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp, it's called. It's a camp. It's like a baseball camp for musicians here in in Los Angeles. And I've been doing that since... uh, 2005 and we did one camp where it was a floating camp in new york and he was one of the guests there on my facebook page i actually had a photo of me and him and um i i posted a bunch of videos on my facebook page of dr john's music and it was uh, most of the things i posted was of him giving a tutorial of how he how he plays this stuff so yeah i've worked with him at the camp and um you know, I've seen him many times, obviously, but huge, huge, massive fan of his. A lot of people say, hey, man, you sound like Dr. John. So that's kind of a compliment. Would we be correct to assume that you are of Greek descent? I am. Yeah, my mother is from the island of Corfu, and my father was from the island of Samos. Were your parents musical people at all? Mm. Not really. My father could. My father sang opera, like sort of opera. Uh, so I, I like to say sort of opera. And he he played the uh, the harmonica, the chromatic harmonica. But that's about it. 
a little bit of mandolin. And you're from New Jersey? Yes, I am. Born and raised. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about what life was like for you growing up. Growing up? Well, it's normal, you know, went to grade school, high school, and played football and, you know, participated in sports, got into, got into bands kind of in my, in my early, uh, I don't want to say, I don't want to say, I mean, I played guitar back in grad. Well, actually my first instrument is accordion. So I played uh, the accordion at a very young age, you know, with the lessons and the, my mother standing over me going, okay, you've got one hour. She put the egg timer down and play practice for one hour type thing. Uh, then I graduated to accordion and I mean, to a, to a guitar, uh, started some small bands and then went through high school and playing in bands, you know, tried the whole college thing out, but you know, I was so wrapped up in playing rock and roll music and just playing that I dropped out of college should have stayed obviously, but I just went on the road and started playing and decided to move out to California. And that's where, um, you know, I continued playing and start being people and one thing led to another. And that was it. So, but I've always, I've always made a, a, a comfortable living playing music. So I've been, I've been lucky that in that aspect. When you moved out to California, was that something that was intimidating? Were you confident? How did that feel? Um, well, I, I had no, you know, I, you know, I think a lot of us do it for those reasons. You know, there was a girl involved, you know, and I was going to go out to be with her type of thing and then drive all the way across the country to find out, oh, she's got a boyfriend now. I said, okay, now, now what do I do? But, uh, it was, it was interesting. I came out with my brother. We just loaded my van up with my B3 and my bicycle and all the stuff that I had. And just, um, I went for it. And then, uh, I thought, uh, you know, I, the first place I lived was in Newport, California. And I, and I, uh, my understanding was that all of, all of California was like Newport beach, California. And it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I, I moved from town to town and played with, uh, some bands here and there. And then I got hooked up with a, uh, an all Mexican, like a tower of power type band and was living in their part of Los Angeles, which was Huntington Park, which was nothing like Newport Beach. And then somebody called me and said, hey, there's a band here at the Red Onion, which was, uh, which was a Mexican restaurant, and they were a, kind of a touring top 40 band, and played with them, joined them, and um, went on the road. And the rest is um, history, I guess. <laughs> Now, speaking of being on the mm -hmm. road, is that hard? I mean, I look at your website, and it's just like, you're just... I travel all the time, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, I don't have I don't have uh, children, so it's it's a little easier that way. But, I mean, I have a wife, and we have, you know, four dogs, now three dogs. One of them passed away this week. It's a little bit tough as you get older, sure, you know. But, you know, I, I'm playing right now, well, besides playing with, with Billy... I also play with Walter Trout, who is a fairly legendary blues guy and is um, really big in Europe and, and tours a lot. And we just got off the road with, um, we did a double bill with Johnny Lang. And so I got back, um, I got back on three days ago. And uh, we're finally, me and my wife, are finally going to go on a, a long needed honeymoon. <laughs> nice. To, to Antigua, yeah. And then we come back and we start rehearsals with Billy Bob.
<laughs> the road goes on forever. <laughs> it, it really does. And you know, it's un- it, the unfortunate thing about a city like Los Angeles, the gigs here, are, they're, they're not here anymore. A lot, a lot of these the, the places that we used to play here in town have all gone away. So for a playing musician, it's a little bit tougher. You know, people have moved out to Nashville and Austin, uh, Minneapolis and stuff like that. But, you know, as you get older, you're just like, there's other things you do. There's other things I've, I've you know, gotten into, you know, recording and, and doing a lot of TV stuff and stuff like that. So there's always work, but there's not a lot of playing, physical playing stuff left anymore. Unfortunately, as, yeah. as big as the city is, you know, you think, Jesus, really? Anyway, yeah, that's what we we're going to say. Very unfortunate, yes. I'm hoping you can tell us a little bit about working with Walter Trout, very respected blues guitarist, singer. Yeah, yeah. I, he, was, he just asked me uh, if I'd be interested in, in playing. I, and and at, the, at the time, this was last year, you know, the Boxmasters, we we pretty much spend the year recording, making records, and then we tour pretty much just around the July, August, September months. So the rest of the months are just uh, me, you know, you know, hopscotching around town, doing sessions and doing TV stuff. And so he says, Hey, you want to, you want to go on the road on, Hmm. I haven't done that in a couple of years, you know? So, but yeah, sure. So I, I, I've been playing with him now since October and, um, it's fun. You know, he's, he's, he's a, he's a good player. He's a lot of, a lot of history with Walter, you know, he's, he's he played with John Mayall and can heat and, so he's got quite a following. He's got a huge following, a massive following in, in Europe. I mean, we did the Paradiso in Amsterdam and sold it out two nights straight. It's like, so I had no idea that he was that, that you know, well-liked or that well-known in, in Europe. So, I mean, then I come to find out he's got like 28 albums. And so he's been around a while. So, and he's a good guy. And it's, it's a, a nice R&B kind of R&B rock bluesy thing we do. And he allows me to, um, uh, you know, I can, I can uh, take the time off when the box masters are ready to tour. Unfortunately, it pulls me away from the box masters when I, when they're recording because I miss a lot of the sessions sometimes. But they're nice enough to to let me uh, come in and put my parts down when uh, when I'm in town. So I don't get a chance to see them, unfortunately, as much as I'd like to. So, but but we're gonna, you know, we're gonna go on the road now, and uh, I don't know two or three weeks here. And so we'll have a, a good time. We'll write a lot of songs on the bus and, you know, it'll be like old times again. <laughs> we had not long ago, JD Andrew of the box masters on the show. Sure. He sure. was talking about you and he said, Teddy is always trying to come up with ideas to entertain the <laughs> audience. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I guess, you know, I'm a, you know, I look at it like, you know, I, my, my whole thing of playing live is, you know, you want to give the something, you want to give the audience something that they're not expecting or, or something they they'd be entertained by, you know? Um, so that's, you know, the, that's kind of like where I come in with the box masters. How about if we do this? What do we, instead of doing this here, let's put it here and then do this here type thing. You know, so that's, that's where I come in. <laughs> and, uh, the mind is always, my mind's always working, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, I've been with Bill. I've been with the box masters. Well, I've been with the box masters since, uh, since inception. Uh, but I've been with Billy Bob since, well, 
I go by the set lists that I have because I keep them all. The first set list that I have for our first gig was in 2005. So that's, that's how far back I go with Billy. How did you come to meet Billy Bob Thornton? Uh, I was, well, well, I don't know if JD told you, but he, he bought, uh, the recording of the, the house that he lived in before the house he was in now, we used to be used to was owned by slash and he bought the house from slash. And I used to play in Slash's band. Um, I used to play in snake pit and uh, Slash's blues ball. I played with guns, obviously. So we did a lot of work in this house and Billy had come by to check out the house cause it was for sale. And he saw the great studio and the engineer that, that was all ready to go. So, um, that's how it came to be. And then while I was there, you know, they asked me, Hey, you want to plan a couple tracks? And we got along really well, me and Billy. And, uh, and, um, you know, I decided, you know, I, that's time for me for a change. And, and, you know, I was playing, you know, with Alice for a couple of years and I was like, well, you know, I, uh, I liked Billy's, I loved Billy's new record, the, um, private radio record. I started, I played on the, I played on every record except that one, which was the first record. So every record after that I was on and I really liked his, his writing. I liked the type of songs that they were playing. And I thought, man, I could dig this. So, um, I quit Alice and uh, started up with Billy and, uh, rest as they say, <laughs> that's how I met him. What would you say Billy Bob Thornton is like? What is he like? Yeah, well, what's he like? I, that's a hard, that's a hard question for me because you know, I, 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 I look at him as, as, as a band guy, you know, I keep, I have to remind myself so many times that, you know, he's a, an award-winning, you know, director, writer, uh, you know, does everything. He, the guy does every, literally does everything. But to me, he's like, it's my, just my pal. Hey man, you know, I don't like this or I don't like what you're wearing type thing. You know, it's like, Hey, don't, don't, you know, don't mess around or let's, let's, let's go out to lunch. What are you doing now? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, he's a great guy. I mean, he's a really prolific writer, obviously, you know, and the combination of him and JD together and then me with the sprinkling on top is a, is a good combination, but he's always, you know, he's a, he's a friend first. Uh, that's, that's how I look at it. You know, I always look at him as my, my, my buddy, my, my pal, Billy Bob. And, um, so, I mean, obviously he's amazing. What, what, what his body of work is, is pretty pretty amazing pretty cool absolutely but you know as you know he's he, he was a he started out as a musician he was a, a drummer that's and he still plays he plays the drums on all the tracks all the tracks we recorded billy's the drummer i don't think i don't think we've ever i'm trying to think we may have we may have had our drummer play the the, the box master's drummer play on a couple of tracks that we did out of town but uh, but mostly everything everything we've ever recorded billy's on drums Billy does all the vocals and uh, writes all the lyrics and, and sometimes even the music, you know, he'll just, um, he'll, he'll sing it to his voicemail when he gets an idea or if we're on a bus, if we're on the bus, we sing it to our phones and he says, here, you know, record this. I got an idea. And, you know, we get the sound of the bus generator in the background and, you know, you, have, you take it home, you try to figure out what, what the chords are and, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, he's pretty amazing, man. He always is. He's always got some great, great ideas for songs and great lyrics. The lyrics are the most important thing. Boy, he comes up with some really 
great. The story, the stories that he tells in those songs are really pretty amazing. What do you think about this new album from the Box Masters? Spec. Oh, I love it. And Spec, it's great. I mean, how, how can it not be great? I mean, it's, you, you've got Jeff Amrick producing it, you know, doing the mixes and stuff. The, the songs are great. The, the, you know, I wasn't in on all the songs because I wasn't available, but, you know, the songs that I did play on, you know, I'm pretty proud of them, you know. We did have a, we did have a listening session, oh, what was it, what was it? Um, eight months ago for a partial, partial uh, of the other, and people liked it, the people that heard it were really blown away. So we're, I'm happy with the record. I'm happy with the way it sounds. Everybody should be proud of it. So all the albums that, you know, there's, 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 I don't think there's one record that Billy has made that, you know, any of us will go, man, that wasn't that good. Everything that comes out of, you know, that came out of Roxbury, that came out of A&M, Henson Studios, anything that we've done always sounds good. It's, you know, there's, there's not a, I, you know, there's not, I don't want to say there's, there's no, there's no stinkers, you know, so to speak. They're all, they're all really good songs, and therein lies also a problem too of, of what songs to pick for a show, <laughs> because you know we can only, you can only do so many tunes, and you know we have a set list of like three or four hundred songs, and which ones do you pick? So that always becomes kind of a problem, especially like for me, because I'm always like, oh, we're not doing this one. Oh, we got to do this one. Oh, come on. We got it. And Billy's like, Ted, calm down. You know, we can only do so many songs. And yeah, but we got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do this one. So, so that's the, uh, that's the dilemma that you have when you, when you're so prolific at writing, you know, I mean, I've taken, I've taken a handful of the songs and, redone them for my little bands that I have, you know, around town here. I go, well, this one would be good as, you know, this one would be good to do. <laughs> so Interesting. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. Yeah. In preparing for this interview, I listened to some of the, the songs that you've recorded yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, okay. I really liked your interpretation of Friends in Low Places. Oh, <laughs> Friends in Low That was for a... a that was for a Garth Brooks, uh, Garth Brooks um, tribute record. Yeah, that was with a friend of mine, uh, Lanny Cordola. We did that one, and we said, "Why don't we do it like as a second line tune?" And so, yeah, that one came off. That one came off good. I did another one. Um, what was it? Uh, it was um, oh, it was, it was a Springsteen one. Have you ever heard the Springsteen one? Uh, I did a, a version of Fifty Seven Channels by Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, and uh, I. Again, it was on one of those tribute records and came off really cool. And we did it kind of as a slow, swampy thing with, uh, you know, box guitar and, and Jews harp and really cool. So I didn't know if you had a copy of my record. I don't have a copy yes. of it, but I listened to I listened to some of it online. Oh, OK. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On that note, though, of your your own your own recording mm -hmm. or performing whatever is there anything that you're dreaming about endeavoring or there's a project maybe that you have in mind that you want to you want to get going or in the future you want to i have a project that there's two two of the songs are on spotify already it's a band called sugar house and it's just myself a, a bass player and a girl singer and um pretty much do everything with loops and stuff like that and um after I went on the road, the band kind of fizzled out. 
And um, that was that, that's the unfortunate thing about going on the road. It's like, but, you know, you lose stuff that's happening in town. So you have to make that decision. What do I do? Uh, but I would have liked to have continued to, um, to have kept that going or to spend a little more time with that project because that was a really good, it was a really good thing. We really enjoyed that, that band. I mean, we really enjoyed doing that, that those, those songs. And we had a whole backlog of material that never, never got recorded. So, you know, somewhere down the line, maybe we'll get back at it. But um, I'm hoping you can maybe tell us a story or a recollection of your time with Alice Cooper. Um, uh, well, I was, I did, I did the brutal planet tours and, uh, brutal planet and dragon town tours. So it was about a, um, about a four or five year stint with Alice. The guy hasn't stopped working. It's unbelievable to me. He's, he's, he's bigger, bigger now than ever. And I, and I was playing with him. This is right before I joined Billy. So it would have had to have been, yeah, almost 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 20 years ago so he was still rocking it just touring like he tours now he's just non-stop tours all the time and it was great i mean to play those songs you know i don't know if you're an alice cooper fan but a lot of his songs involve keyboards because of bob ezrin bob ezrin was a keyboardist producer and so to play a lot of those songs you needed to have a keyboard a keyboard setup now they don't do that anymore unfortunately because They've added a third guitar, so they kind of do it that way. But back when I did it, we did a lot of the keyboard-oriented songs. So um, for me, it was great. I mean, if obviously, you know, coming from Carol King background, where you know, you know, it was all keyboards. The Alice stuff was great. You know, uh, it was a whole different vibe, though. You know, you not only were you playing the songs, but you were involved in a show, so to speak, type of thing. Where you know, on this part of the song, this this explosion is going to go off, or this it's going to rain confetti, whatever, you know? So you have to be aware of your surroundings, you know, especially on, on, on some of these stages, you know, cause it was not, you weren't just playing music and, you know, it wasn't just lighting. It was a, it was a theatrical thing that was going on. So you had to be constantly aware of stuff like that. Same with guns and roses, pretty much, you know, it's like you couldn't, you, you, you had to know when the flash pots were going to go off and, when the compression bombs were going to, you know, fire off. So there was a lot of other things to worry about. <laughs> it's great. I mean, how could you not like playing with Alice though? I mean, you know, those songs are such legendary pieces of our history. And again, speaking of, of just legendary songs, when you're around someone like Carol King, is that at all intimidating? <laughs> you know, it's so funny, you know, again, it was another situation where once you get to know Carol, it was like, you know, she was like your, 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 your best friend. She's like your next door neighbor. You can just go over and go, Hey, what, what's going on? You know, I, I was very intimidated to meet her because I was a huge Carol King fan. And, um, so I, um, upon meeting her it was like, you know, uh, blah, 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 blah. You know, <laughs> couldn't put two words together. Mm-hmm. But, um, but once we, once we started traveling and recording, I mean, she would do everything the guys would do. She was always, you know, you know, she traveled with us you know, drank with us, did everything, you know, we'd spend, she would invite us up to her ranch up in Idaho there. You know, we, she would cook us meals. We would go, you know, skinny dipping in her, in her hot springs. You know, it was like, <laughs> she, she was like part of the family and she still is actually my, my wife who works for the Grammys is very close 
with Carol and had worked for Carol for in the offices for a while and and now is now still tight knit with her daughter Sherry who manages her. So we still hear from Carol all the time. So. Has there been any artist that you shared a stage with or that you recorded with that you would have to say it was like a I don't know, like a defining moment, like a wow, I can't believe that I'm I'm getting to be in the studio with this person. Well, well, there's a lot of them because, you know, because of the rock and roll fantasy camp, you know, I pretty much have worked with everybody from Steven Tyler to Roger Daltrey to Todd Rundgren, Meatloaf, you know, uh, Robbie Krieger, the guys from the doors and whoever's, whoever's left, you know, they're just, it's, it goes on and on. Uh, you know, who's one guy that I got a chance to work with for a couple of times and I just, I'm just always blown away with him is Mark Farner of uh, Grand Funk Railroad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just an amazing ball of energy. Still has it after all these years. You know, he's gone through some 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 hard times, and but he still has it, man. That guy's still unbelievable to me. To watch him perform, it's like, Jesus. Alice, same way. It's like, the guy is, you know, still nonstop. I mean, it, I mean, Carol, I got to tell you, Carol was the one that is the the one that really was like, I can't believe I'm sitting across from her doing you got a friend. <laughs> you know, it's like, how do you how, how can you beat that? You know, you know, she'll look up at you when I, I remember one time I was playing with her and we did um we were doing um tapestry, the song tapestry. It gets me goosebumps just thinking about it. But it was, and it was just me and her. She was at the grand piano and I was at the other set of keyboards and she'd look up at me while she was singing this song, you know, uh, once, once I met a, a, a he was sitting, uh, da, 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 da. I, I can't remember the lyrics, but he, she would always look up at me when she sang these lines and it always just, just, just gave me the biggest thrill. Like, my God, there's, that's Carol King. This was, this is before Alice. This is before Guns. So this is almost thirty years ago, and she, you know, she was making records, but she she didn't have the fame that she's got now. I mean, she's always going to be legendary, but you know, she's got the play now. She's got uh, books out. She's you know doing Kennedy Honors. Uh, back then, she, we were just playing you know venues and stuff. We did Royal Albert Hall and stuff like that. But she's she's just elevated herself even more so nowadays in the, into this, these centuries. And you know, it's like. You go, and the fact that she still calls over here, she goes, how you doing? You know, she'll just pick up the phone, pick up the phone. Hi, it's Carol. What what are you guys up to? <laughs> Very sweet. Uh, we're not up to any, well, yeah, it's it, incredible. That's exactly what she is too. She's, she's like your, I hate to say your, your grandmother because she's not that, you know, she's not that old, but it's like, it's like your next door neighbor that you go over and go, Hey, I really need a cup of milk. Are you going to borrow some, <laughs> you know, you know? That's Carol, but yeah, there's like I said, like with the, with the rock camp and stuff, and playing with playing with Billy, you know, it, it never, it never, when he had the studio in Roxbury, you never knew who was going to stop down. I mean, I remember one time looking up when I was sitting in the studio in the house, and um, I was listening to something, and I could feel somebody walk in the room, and I didn't, and he, and he, the person says, because can I sit down next to here, next to me? I'm like, sure, and I look over, it's Donald Sutherland. You know, or it was a Harry Dean Stanton. Wow. Yeah. Or uh, uh, Billy Gibbons would always stop by. You know, Tommy Aldridge was always stopping by. Uh, Kinky Friedman, you know, that kind of stuff. 
So uh, meeting a lot of uh, Billy's people from his from his world and from his musical world. I mean, he's a, a, a really eclectic guy because you know he comes from two worlds that that are two legendary worlds. You know, the world of music and theater. So he's got you know, a lot of cool friends. That's for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, what would you say is the best thing about being Teddy Andriotis? The best thing? Yeah. Uh, what's the best thing? I don't know. I, well, that's a tough one. What's the best thing about being me? Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I guess that I'm, that I'm a good enough guy. I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, I've, uh, spread the love in, in the course of my life and, uh, I've made people happy with, with music and being able to play and, you know, I'm just all around good guy, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I've never been asked if it's the best thing about me. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess, you know, that would be it. Well, that's the thing. I mean, somebody can be very, very talented. And if they're a complete jerk, nobody wants to work with oh. them, you know? <laughs> oh, I, I I know that. I mean, I, I, you know, I've come through. I come through a couple of those too. You know, I mean, when I was with working with Carol, I'll never forget the day she had she had hired Eric Clapton to come in and do a solo on one of the songs on the City Streets album, and we were in New York at um, oh, um, what's the Hen the Hendrix Studio? Um, oh shoot, I can't think of it right now. But we're all waiting around, thinking, what's this going to be like? You know. The guy couldn't have been nicer. He walked in, didn't have a guitar or an amp with him, and he just says to his his the guy that was with him, his assistant, just go down to Sam Ash and pick me up a, a good strat off the wall and a, a Fender Twin. And um, came back about a half an hour later, and he plugs in and plays. And you go, well, there it is. There's the sound. <laughs> <laughs> it's there's. It's not his equipment. That's for sure. It's 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 those fingers. It's it's his fingers on a fretboard, and the guy wouldn't take any money from carol wow wouldn't take any money he bought bought her a bottle of wine and said no it's my honor to be on your record you know and brought her bought her a bottle of wine and we proceeded to go out to um the um the china club afterwards for drinks and it was it's eric clapton you know you're thinking god this is eric clapton why, why would he be a jerk i'm <laughs> saying no he's not <laughs> I mean, but there are, you know, there are, I've worked with them. Um, I work with them. Uh, there are a handful. I, I can't, I don't want to really mention their names, but there's a, there's a handful that could have been nicer or could have related to the public a little bit, you know, but, but, you know, you know, I, I've come to learn that, you know, usually if they're the, the way, that if, if, if they come off that way, it's, it's for a reason that maybe they're just tired or they, you know, it's enough with the signing and because people want when you're a celebrity like that when you're a big celebrity like that people want a piece of you all the time right you know they want a piece of you all the time and they go man you know the guy wants to let him leave him alone you know he wants to have a, a meal on his own he doesn't you know but you know it's you know it, it, it's a fine line you know it's a it's a fine line of you know what, what do you do do you do you do you offend your audience or do you embrace them? Hmm. You know, so, you know, there's, I think, I think the, the younger, the, 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 the now celebrities are quite like that. You know, I don't think the older celebrities are, 
you know, in that, in that same category, you know, it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I've met, I've been over the years, I've met so many celebrities that I'm kind of numb to it. So it doesn't, you know, if they're that way, I go, well, whatever it does, doesn't affect me. <laughs> I, I know I, I, I crap and pay my bills just like everybody else. <laughs> and so do they. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, nothing's changed. Well, I want to invite all the listeners out there. They can visit teddyzigzag.com, teddyzigzag.com. They can also check mm-hmm. out theboxmasters.com. Oh, yes. Get ready to come on tour. Oh, yeah. And check the tour dates. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're all on the website. Everything's on the website. Buy yourself a T-shirt. Buy the record. Buy the older records. <laughs> buy everything you can, for God's sakes. That's what I say. <laughs> you know, get yourself get yourself learned up on the Boxmasters because there's some great great material out there on the Boxmasters, and and you know what? There's there's videos of uh, of the Boxmasters up there. There's a there's a lot of a lot of songs that are floating around the internet. So, I mean, you could sit for uh, at least an hour, hour two hours just listening to all the music that's out there from us, and and we're proud of it. That's for sure. I always like to close my interviews. I always mm-hmm. let the guest take the stage. You just mm-hmm. just take the microphone. You can say whatever you want. We just never know who is listening or where they are. What would you say to anyone who's tuned in? Anybody who's tuned in? Well, if you're tuned in today, it's Sunday. So if you're not at church, you're probably at breakfast. Or um, <laughs> that's where I should be right now. But, you know, all I could say is enjoy your life. You know, uh, enjoy the box masters, put on some good music and have a great day. You know, music is the, uh, music is the key to our lives, I guess. You know, that's how I look at it. Put on a good song and put it and turn it up loud. <laughs> <laughs> well spoken. Yeah. Tell Alexa, tell Alexa to, to put on the best yacht rock she's got. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate you spending time with us. Oh, it was my pleasure, Paul. And uh, I'm looking forward to listening to some more of your um, podcasts here. Oh, well, thank you. And you're out, out of Atlanta, right? Yep, I'm in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I think, are we coming by there? I wonder if, you know, I don't have the, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but we may be, um, we did last year, we came by Atlanta. You're not going to be in Atlanta, but I believe I'm going to take a little a little road trip of myself and catch you guys. Oh, great. You going to come and travel with us? <laughs> no, no. I mean... Uh, <laughs> oh, no, when you say that, because because that happens all the time with us. We get, like, reporters that'll, that'll spend, like, a, two or three nights on the bus, and, oh. and, you know, to do a story on us. And then, you know, of course, after the third night, they go running. Get me <laughs> the hell out of here. <laughs> that might be cool sometime, but I was going to either come out to Nashville or come out to, I think you're going to be in South Carolina. And uh, I thought All right, yeah. that would be cool to catch a show. Yeah, yeah. I, and, you know, it, once you see the band, you see Billy and you see, you know, you, you watch the interaction with you, you, you get a really good sense of what, what it's all about. Yeah. You know, we, we've been doing this a long time, a long time. And we've got, we don't have a, a huge following, but the following that we have is really, um, uh, they're very dedicated. 
you know, they're a very dedicated bunch and, uh, they come out and they, you know, they bring us gifts all the time and they, they make us things and they, <laughs> they bring us moonshine. And <laughs> so it's a great collection of people that, that are box masters fans. So we're happy to, happy to go out there and give it to them every year. You know, we look forward to this, this time of the year to go out to touring. But did, did JD tell you that we start the tour with like 16 or 17 in a row? Yeah. No, he didn't yeah, say that, but a, I saw it. I thought, wow. Yeah, isn't, isn't that amazing? <laughs> I haven't done one of those, and geez, I can't even remember when. But uh, this this will be a this will be a fun a fun tour. I mean, it's a, there's a there's not a lot. You know what? It's, what's great about Philly doesn't like to sit around. Mm-hmm. None of us do. We don't like to sit around and do nothing. You know, obviously, when we're on the road and we have a, we're, we're in a bus type of thing, you have to you have to stop every eight or ten hours for the driver to sleep that's 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 what's legal you can't the drivers are not allowed to to drive so when we have to stop for that long we have to find something for us to do and we're usually at a bowling alley somewhere at some podunk town just to keep ourselves busy but you know if we don't have to if we uh, don't have to have any time off we'd rather be playing (laughs) so and billy's billy's the same way so like let's just play you know why, why do we, we need, we don't need to sit around in our hotel rooms. Let's say we're out here. We may as well work. We may as well play. So that's, that's, that's what's fun. <laughs> and it's, and it's a good, you know, the good show. It's a good collection of songs. Billy always picks the, the, the perfect set list. So, you know, it's, 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 it's going to be entertaining to say the least, you know, it's, it's got, you know, it's got its moments where it's a little bit down and it's got its moments where it's really up. And always ends in, ends in a big flurry at the end, and <laughs> it's good. We always come out and do the meet and greets and do the signings, so everybody gets a chance to touch us. <laughs> <laughs> you and JD both seem to have a, a real fervor for the band, and that's very cool. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, listen, I was in Alice Cooper's band and, and when I heard Billy's music, I went, man, I, I want, I want in on this, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's, it, it takes a, you know, it's been, it's been rough a little bit because, you know, obviously we've gone through different record companies and stuff and it's, it's a, it's a struggle, but you know, it's, it's, it's the music that keeps bringing you back. It's those songs, you know, I always tell tell that to Billy too. I go, oh, he's, you know, you got another good one here. You know, so, I mean, for guys in the band to say that, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, you you know, could very easily just like, you know, glad hand it and go, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard, <laughs> you know, and not be really, and not be, you know, truthful, but I'm, you know, he, he's known it. I've told him many times, you know, and so does JD. It's like, you know, this guy said something to be really proud of here. So, so I'm happy to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, as long as I've been, as long as I've been in the band, you know, it's like, it always gets, it gets better and better every time uh, it's a new record. And every, every time there's a new theme, so to speak, you know, when they, when we went from the, the country thing, the country rock thing to the, to the sixties, uh, Beatles, um, that era thing, it was always cool. It was always really cool. So, and like I said, you know, we don't have big followings, but the people that come out are just uh, energetic enough and, make it make it a lot of fun to be in front of a, an audience <laughs> like that thank you very much all right paul well it's a pleasure talking to you Likewise. anytime you want to you want to talk more you just let me know 
<laughs> Absolutely. We'll be in touch. Okay. Until next time, sir. All right. Well, you have a good day, sir, and uh, good luck with everything you do. And you too. Absolutely. Okay. All right, Paul. Have a good one. Take care now. Bye-bye. Boobopery. Boobopshy. Goodbye.